Hi, this is Ross Gelseth with another session of Winning Words, Speaking Life to Influence Others. Thanks for being with me. Today, I want to talk to you about a topic that's been on my heart and my mind for several months, maybe even longer, but I just felt like I needed to share with you the perspective I have as a 70-year-old man and what I've watched take place in the United States of America during my lifetime. I'm no expert. I'm certainly no expert on what happened in our country prior to my 70 years, but I do have some insights that I think help people realize the America that I have care and concern for. So my topic, America, care and concern, speaks to the fact I care. I care about the America I grew up in. I care about the America in 2021 that I live in with you. I also have concern, concerns. So let's begin here. When the pilgrims came to America, they did so because they were in search of two key aspects of life. They wanted freedom. They also wanted representation. And they obviously did not feel that they were receiving those key parts of life in England. So they made the journey. And so when we talk about freedom and representation, not long after they developed the first constitution, which took some years and was actually ratified in 1788. Ironically, in our constitution, the first three words are we the people. It does not say we the individuals, we the people. So they were drafting a constitution that they were hopeful would be good for all, not for some, not for individuals, but we, the people. They also developed three phases of government that would serve the people, would serve the people. The legislative branch, which we now consist and still have, our Senate and our House representatives. Then they established the executive branch, which is the office of the President of the United States. And they also established the judicial phase of government, which would help determine interpretation of law, interpretation of constitution. Now, with those three phases in place, again, let's go back to honoring the mission. The mission of the constitution, the first three words, we the people, and how government would serve the people. Now, America's come a long way in lots and lots of points of emphasis, <clears throat> growth, achievement, and is still a highly valued country in my opinion. And in that regard, part of what, as we go back to that constitution again, the first amendment was put in place to assure that we the people 
would have the right to practice religion, freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom to assemble, and give people the petition, the government, on issues that were of concern. So those rights were established in the First Amendment. Now, when I talk about America coming a long way, for the better part of 200 years, we as Americans, my grandparents, my parents, and now my generation, and now the generations that follow me, have enjoyed those rights in the First Amendment. Now let's keep moving forward and look at it from a perspective of, now what's changed with those uh, rights, so to speak? Because it appears to me like several of those rights have been significantly altered or there are points of push to alter them, which is concern, which affects my care for the country, for my country. Here's one incidental change. The first Congress was made up of representatives and senators from the various states, but they were not employed as full-time employees of the federal government. They were in fact working people who also served in government, but their main livelihood was produced by their own work. What's happened now? Now we have career politicians who I believe are of concern because I'm seeing too much of a trend, in my opinion, not Democratic, not Republican, all. Career politicians, I'm beginning to question the wisdom thereof. We'll talk more about that. But that's been a significant change over the 200 plus years. Now, another key point in our country's history, 1962, the US Supreme Court for the first time banned school-sponsored prayer because they felt like schools were not the places to promote religion. Now, even though they said schools could not sponsor prayer, the students in the school still have the right to pray unless this, their religion, religious viewpoints become disruptive to others. Well, I could argue that while that US Supreme Court decision was intended to do the right thing, I think for the most part, people's perception is there can be no religion at all in public schools. Now, why do I bring this up? Not in detriment to the public schools because 90% or so of students in America are educated in public schools. We have, fine, we have some fine public schools, some that are struggling, but that's life. But in that regard, when I look at what's happened to our culture, I wonder if there, that decision where there was less emphasis on religion and the values that religion 
brings with it has altered the culture and the framework of youth growing up in America. Is this or was this the beginning of a downward spiral? Because here's what I noticed in our culture, 2021. We have a profound lack of respect for other people. On social media, for example, on athletic fields and youth sports, entertainment, we degrade the, the population of people, some of which we don't even know and some of which we know because we have a lack of respect. The second thing that I think has affected the, the moral fiber of America is this lack of faith, lack of reverence in a God, lack of a true north, so to speak. So in those regards, I look at that 1962 and the interpretation in what's followed from 1962 till 2021, do the math, we're 51 years to that point, 53 years actually, from that point. The effect of that decision, in my opinion, is a concern to me. Now, I care about our country. So I care about our flag being burned. Is that really a function of lack of respect? Is it a function of lack of faith? Is it a function of lack of loyalty? I get protesting, but I don't quite understand burning the flag. I also care about what appear to be hate-filled protests that result in vandalism. The freedom to assemble, which was established in the First Amendment, did not say anything about using vandalism and hate-filled protests. I'm also concerned about what I perceive to be an increased amount of lawlessness in our society. We currently have laws in the state of Washington, where I live, that are not being enforced. We have crime that's taking place that's never reaching the judicial system through which it should be channeled. We have prisons that are overflowing. So now we're almost in a moment, well, we better not do anything to people because we just don't want to deal with it. So we've become very permissive in letting our laws be set aside. I'm also, I also care about broken families. And in my lifetime, I have seen a marked increase in broken families. Broken families, many of which remove the father from the home. And this is true of all races. When the father's not in the home seven days a week or the mother's not in the home seven days, that family is what I consider to be in a challenged position. I'm also, I also care about my perception of an increased amount of misguided and apathetic youth. I sense that young people growing up in America today have too much apathy, too much lack of guidance. They're being shuffled around from place to place, 
do this, do that. But I'm sensing that this is a generation that's come up, coming up and they're wondering about where they even fit in our world. Now, here's some additional concerns I have. First of which is I'm concerned about an increased amount of political division. And again, this podcast is not about which party, but political division is a concern. And I was thinking about this just last week. As we change administration, under the previous administration, some initiatives were put in place and millions, maybe billions of dollars were spent on those initiatives. At the time, they were initiated because they were perceived to be the right thing to do based upon the leadership that was in office and the party that that person represented. Now, when we continue in this political divide and we have a new administration, we now stop the spending on those initiatives. And in fact, we could argue that we're taking those initiatives and reversing them. So if the first four, the previous four years under administration was perceived to be forward or backward, whichever way you want it, but now a new administration comes in, we could say we're going the opposite. So we theoretically may have wasted billions of taxpayer dollars. I very seldom hear an elected official say anymore that they are concerned about the financial viability of America moving forward. We have an increased debt because in part, we spend money during administration. The next administration spends money contrary to the previous. Now, go back to the Constitution. The Constitution, we the people. The Constitution did not say four years forward, four years back, four years forward, four years back. In essence, that's like neutral. So you all know me as a, most of you do, as a 35-year football coach. I never coached a game ever, never prepared my players for a game ever where we were going to start the game on the 50-yard line and after playing four quarters, we end on the 50-yard line? That would mean forward, back, forward, back, forward, back. No, there's a goal and the goal is to continually advance. For again, we the people. My other concern is this. We currently run our country without unity. We have so much of the political divide that is 51%, 49%. Close. Now, you could say that's good, but I'm concerned about our lack of unity. I'm concerned about what used to be a common term, bipartisanship. We the people. My concern is a lot of what I see happening in America now is for the party, not for the country. So in that regard, we currently run our country without consensus. Consensus is relationship building. Consensus is understanding the other viewpoint and reaching for the common good. We also run our country with what I perceive to be, and again, this is my opinion, but my care and concern 
My concern is <clears throat> we also have an inherent amount of corruption in our country. <clears throat> and I think a major part of this is the connection between interest groups, lobbyists, <clears throat> and a system that's making multimillionaires out of elected officials because they're being paid to make decisions for interest groups. Now, not all of those interest groups have we the people involved in mind. A lot of the interest groups have them and their concern, their interests in mind, not we the people. My other concern is we foster a culture of individualism. In 2021, think about how much people are clamoring for their rights. Well, we're no longer seeing life from a standpoint of we the people, but we look at life too much, in my opinion, as we the individual. I get it, but connected to that is our impatience as individuals and our disrespect for other people. So as I begin, the, I begin to bring this to a close, my care and concern, here are some coaching points that I think would help this America that I care for and I have concern about. The first would be, I think we need to teach values-based decision-making. Values that make the quality of life positive for the greatest number. That includes a system that gets integrity in leadership. As it turns out currently, I'm not sure we have enough integrity in our government officials. Too many temptations to be swayed towards an initiative, a viewpoint, an opinion, and less concern for the common good. I'm also concerned as I look moving forward is America needs to get back to enforcing the laws that are in the land. We have just lived through a year in 2020 without question a year with the single greatest amount of protest and damage that our country has ever seen. Now, if it was protest only, that would be that right to assemble. But when that protest includes that much damage to many of our major cities, and it's still going on today, Vandalism, damage, wreckage of other people's property was never a part of the Constitution's writing. It was the right to assemble. So as we talk about moving forward, my thoughts I have given you. I care and I am concerned. And I hope you will join me in prayer for America, the America that I want to be a part of leaving.
for my children, my grandchildren, and their children. The America of we the people. The America that we love, respect, and adore. So please pray with me as we close. Heavenly Father, we just come to you today in the midst of my care and concern. And Lord, I just pray for our country. I pray for your touch. I pray for your touch on people, on leadership, on families, on the business world. Lord, I just lift this request up to you. Lord, in the providence of the world that you created, the United States of America was created, and here it is. Lord, it was your country when it was created by the pilgrims. It still is your country, Lord. So I just ask your touch upon it all. Help us be the people that can preserve the good. And Lord, help us be a part of the solution, myself included. So God, we thank you for listening when we pray. Amen. So thanks for listening in today. And I would encourage you to join me in prayer on a consistent basis. But also, I just want to thank you again for being a part of our podcast series and winning words where we intentionally speak life to influence others. Today, you can be of influence to others. Have at it. God's best to you.